Welcome to Random Draw, a trip through the vinyl archive, the WTBR-FM. When WTBR moved to the new facilities here at Pittsfield Community Television, it brought along with it a tremendous asset, its vinyl collection, numbering nearly 20,000 pieces including full albums, EPs, singles, and so much more. The purpose of this program is to take you back in time to the early days of WTBR when these records were brand new. I'm your host, David Cachet, and over the last couple of years, I have acted as sort of an archivist of this great collection. Imagine, if you will, a wall full of records sorted into cubby holes with about 150 records in each section. I'll be choosing one of these sections to grab records from. I'm just going to be randomly selecting records off the wall of our studios and playing them for you. That's right, playing the actual vinyl records that have been in the WTBR archives for decades. Each record in our collection has a catalog number listed on it, and it coincides with the order in which it was received by the WTBR DJs. Its first two digits represent the year it came in, and the remaining three or four digits will tell you in which order they received the LP. Tonight we're going to go back to the year 1973. This random rack that I picked features records from that year of 1973. It's the first couple months of 73, and actually it includes some records that came out in the last couple months of 1972. So let's start the show with the bad boys from Boston Aerosmith. In 1973, this quintet was just releasing their debut album on Columbia Records. While they have gone on to sell hundreds of millions of records, win many awards, and be considered one of America's greatest rock and roll bands, it all started right here with their debut album. Now on this album is one of their enduring classics, Dream On, which didn't become a national hit until it was re-released in 1975. In 1973, the song was big in Boston and the Northeast, but failed to connect with the rest of the country, peaking at just number 59. The album failed to chart until 1976, when the band was much bigger and it wasn't even reviewed in Rolling Stone at the time of its release. The band felt hurt by their record label because they released their debut album by another artist on the exact same day, and they promoted that one more, Aerosmith felt. Now that artist was Bruce Springsteen, whose debut album came out on the exact same day. Things worked out pretty well for both of them in the long run. So let's begin with the first song on the first album. Here's Make It by Aerosmith, right here on Random Draw.
89.7 WTBR.
That was The Mexican by Babe Ruth. And before that, we started off with Make It by Aerosmith off their tremendous uh, debut album from 1973, their self-titled debut album, which, again, is one of their uh, one of the better albums. Uh, you can In our WTBR archives, you can tell we have one of the first few thousand copies ever pressed because the first pressing of the album um, listed one of the songs, Walking the Dog, as Walking the Dig. Um, they misspelled it on the back cover. So that's how we got it here at WTBR. We have the original copy of it here. Um, so Babe Ruth, they were a rock band from Hatfield, England, who released their debut album on Harvest Records in late 1972, but we didn't log it at TBR until early 1973. It was record label number 73-77 right here at WTBR. This quintet of four guys and a female lead singer named Jenny Hahn stuck around for about four albums in the early 70s before disbanding and then regrouping this century. The song you just heard, The Mexican, had become a big song in the hip-hop world as it was covered and sampled many times over the years, and it also incorporates the music by Ennio Morricone from the film A Few Dollars More. Once again, that was Babe Ruth with The Mexican. Let's stay in England for one of my favorite male vocalists, Joe Cocker. In late 1972, Cocker was releasing his third studio album, a self-titled one on A&M Records. The album would later be retitled Something to Say when it was released on CD. This album featured the hit song High Time We Went, which was actually released as a single in 1971, and it has a song we are going to play next, a cover of the Greg Allman tune Midnight Rider. While not as famous as the Allman Brothers version, it still was able to hit number 27 on the Billboard single charts. It also continued a trend of Joe Cocker's having you know, hits with cover songs. Among those are With a Little Help My Friends, She Came Into the Bathroom Window, and The Letter. So here is Joe Cocker with Midnight Rider right here on Random Draw.
This could be the break we've been looking for.
I'd like to build the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing. but I feel like drinking a Coca-Cola right about now after hearing that song. That was The New Seekers with one of the cheesiest songs of all time. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Before that, we heard Hookfoot with just a little communication. Now, The New Seekers, uh, that song will become usually famous as the marketing campaign for Coca-Cola. That's why I mentioned it earlier. Uh, That's why I almost always call that song I Like to Buy the World a Coke. Uh, Recently, the song came back into the forefront in the show Mad Men. In the series finale, it is implied that Don Draper, the lead character, thought up this marketing campaign for Coke while on a spiritual retreat. The song itself hit number seven in the U.S. and number one in the U.K. on its release in 1971, hence its inclusion on a greatest hits package of 1973, the best of the new Seekers. Now, Hookfoot, we heard before, like I said, with the song Just a Little Communication, was a British rock band fronted by guitarist Caleb Quay and featuring studio musicians from the the DJM Company, the Dick James Music Company. Now, Quay would later be best known as the guitarist Delton John's band, along with the rest of Hookfoot. They actually became Elton's backing band for many years. Quay and members of him appeared on all of Elton John's early albums, and he himself became an official member of the band for the albums Rock of the Westies and Blue Moves Melton John. In 1973, they released their third album, Communication, on A&M Records. They made one more album before disbanding in the following year. Now, we're going to get a little strange here. Now, if if playing the new Seekers like to teach the world to sing isn't strange enough, we're about to get even stranger here on Random Draw and show you just how random we can get when we pull records off the shelf. We're going to do some spoken word Americana from John Wayne. Yes, that John Wayne, the actor. In 1973, he released an album called America, Why I Love Her on RCA Records. 
It was your stereotypical patriotic look at America that you'd expect from John Wayne. He didn't sing so much as just provide some spoken word testimonials over patriotic music. So let's listen to the title track, Why I Love Her, right here on Random Draw. And if you stick around for the next few minutes of songs and you're still listening, I know you're a big fan of the show. Here we go, John Wayne, right here on Random Draw. Ask me why I love her? Well, give me time. I'll explain. Have you seen a Kansas sunset or an Arizona rain? Have you drifted on a bayou down Louisiana way? Have you watched the cold fog drifting over San Francisco Bay? Have you heard a Bob White calling in the Carolina Pines or heard the bellow of a diesel at the Appalachia Mines? Does the call of the Niagara thrill you when you hear her waters roar? You look with awe and wonder at her Massachusetts shore where men who braved a hard new world first stepped on Plymouth's rock. And do you think of them when you stroll along a New York City dock? Have you seen a snowflake drifting in the Rockies way up high? Have you seen the sun come blazing down from a Right, Nevada sky. You hail to the Columbia as you rush into the sea, or how you're headed Gettysburg, and our struggle to be free. Have you seen the mighty Tetons? You watched an eagle soar. Have you seen the Mississippi roll along Missouri's shore? Have you felt a chill at Michigan when, on a winter's day, her waters rage along the shore and? thunderous display? Does the word aloha make you warm? Do you stare in disbelief when you see the surf come roaring in at Waimea Reef? From Alaska's cold to the Everglades, from the Rio Grande to Maine, my heart cries out, my pulse runs fast at the might of her domain. You ask me why I love her? I have a million reasons why. My beautiful America, beneath God's wide, wide sky.
Rocky Mountain Breakdown by Flatten Scruggs. And before that, we heard John Wayne with America, Why I Love Her. You know what the best, you know, the, the least said about these last couple songs? Maybe for the best. We'll just move on. Uh, we're going to take a short break here on Random Draw. We'll be back in just a few moments to hear some more random music from 1973 right here on WTBR-FM. The Berkshire's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly, jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org, brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Larry Cracker here on 89.7 WTBR, getting ready for another two hours of amazing oldies that you could hear twice, Saturday afternoons at 4 p.m. and Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Remember those old 45 RPM records you had when you were a kid? Well, I have mine, and I'll play them for you twice a week. Nothing but old 45s. Saturday afternoons at 4 with an encore presentation Monday morning at 10 a.m. Here on Pittsfield Community Radio, 89.7 WTBR. WTBR. You and I have witnessed many things, but nothing as bodacious as what just happened. And we're back here on Random Draw, and we're listening to songs from 1973, right here just chosen randomly from our vinyl archives at WTBR. Now, you remember, you can subscribe to the podcast of Random Draw and any other show you hear on WTBR by visiting WTBRFM.com. There you can find all the links and everything you need to subscribe right on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, all that other stuff. Also on our website, you can get our full schedule of great programming and any other information you may need about WTBR. Once again, WTBRFM.com. Now, before the break here on Random Draw, we were hearing some bluegrass and some Americana music, and uh, I think it's time to make it a little bit more funky here on Random Draw. So we're going to get back into the music with a group from Philadelphia that defined, literally defined the Philadelphia sound of the 1970s, MFSB. That's mother, father, sister, brother. The MFSB was a pool of over 30 musicians that worked closely with the producers Gamble and Huff and Tom Bell in Philadelphia. Their sound could be heard on great records by Harold Melvin, the OJs, Wilson Pickett, the Spinners, and many, many more. They also created the theme song to the old TV show Soul Train. In 1973, they released their debut album as a group, a self-titled number on Philadelphia International Records, of course. The album featured covers of hit songs like Backstabbers and Family Affair by Sly Stone. We're going to listen to another one of these covers. Here is MFSB with their cover of Curtis Mayfield's Freddy's Dead right here on Random Draw.
Miles Davis with one and one from his late 1972 album On the Corner from Columbia Records. One of the most critically reviled albums of Miles Davis's career. As a matter of fact, it caused him not to release another album for the entire 70s decade and almost 10 more years passed before another album came out. This album was so bad, even Stan Getz, saxophonist Stan Getz, proclaimed, quote, this music is worthless. It means nothing. There's no form, no content, and it barely swings. Other than that, I'm sure he enjoyed the album. Once again, that was Miles Davis with One and One. Before that, we heard MFSB with their cover of Freddy's Dead. We've got time for a couple more songs here, so we're going to close out the hour with starting with Rita Coolidge, singer-songwriter from Tennessee who scored a few hits in the 70s while working with her husband at the time, Chris Christofferson. In late 1972, she released her third studio album, The Ladies Not For Sale on A&M Records. So we're going to listen to a song from that album. It's her cover of Bob Dylan's I'll Be Your Baby Tonight, right here on Random Draw.
Presence of the Lord, live by Derek and the Dominoes from their album in concert. Before that, we heard Rita Coolidge with I'll Be Your Baby. Tonight, a Bob Dylan cover. Now, the connection between those two groups is kind of interesting. A little tidbit for you, in case you're interested. Now, supposedly, Rita Coolidge wrote that piano coda that you hear at the end of Layla. Now, at the time, she was living with her boyfriend, Jim Gordon, who was a member of Derek and the Dominoes, and he presented the coda to the band, and he's credited as the co-songwriter for that song because of that piano coda. But, in theory, it was actually written by Rita Coolidge. So it's a cool little combo. Once again, that was Derek and the Dominoes with their live version of Presence of the Lord, and, um, you know, off of their 1973 album, In Concert, their second and only release they ever had as a band. Well, that about wraps it up here for Random Draw. If you'd like to learn more about Random Draw and more about TBR in general, or if you have an idea for your own show here on the radio, just please visit the website wtbrfm.com. So until next time, I've been your host, David Cachet. We'll see you next time. <laughs>